How to transform your passion into a successful startup. Welcome to Lead, an inspiring podcast that focuses on the creative spirit inside us all. Jocelyn Bellows interviews accomplished entrepreneurs about overcoming obstacles and achieving greatness. Join us today and lead into a fulfilling and successful life. everyone, this is Jocelyn and welcome to another edition of Leap. Today, joining me today is Katie Wells and Katie is the founder of Maximized Minimalist. Katie and I got introduced through a, a mutual friend and uh, she, my, our mutual friend had sort of mentioned a little bit about what you do, Katie, and I said, yes, 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 please come on my show and, and I'm grateful that you agreed to be here. So welcome. Thank you. It's my pleasure. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah. And Katie, can you share with the audience what the Maximized Minimalist is? Definitely. So I started this new business um, officially on January 1st of 2019. Um, It's been more of a passion project leading up to this. But what I do is I, um, my mission is to help women simplify their life and declutter their home, um, minimize their belongings. So essentially, they can live more by having less. I love that. And so curious, so you said this has been a lead up. And first of all, congratulations on the launch of your business. That's extremely exciting. Uh, So yeah, share with us, share with us what what led you here? Sure. Well, I think I think that's kind of a two-part answer, if that's okay. Yeah. So leading up to this, the past 10 years, um, my husband and I have actually been in the healthcare industry, specifically the chiropractic world. And um, we started our practice, and then we became parents in 2015, and again in 2016, um, to our two sons, River and Levi. And during this period, our professional life was really changing a lot. And just with the ebb and flow is getting more and more stressful. And along with that really less fulfilling for both of us, I can definitely say for me, um, but I suspect for him as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, becoming a mom um, in 2015, and then a year and a half later, I had my second son, I was just juggling lots of, you know, spinning plates in the air. And I was like waiting for them to basically come crashing down at any minute. And um, so I was managing our clinic. I was there five days a week. Again, just really struggling with everything I was doing, my being a wife, being a mom. And I, during this time, I started to develop really bad anxiety and started to become depressed and just battling these other physical health issues that seems like they were coming out of the blue. And I, again, I was toughing through as best as I could. We, as mom and as business owners, like, you know, Jocelyn, that we're always trying to show up as best we can, no matter what the circumstances, but some days it's more challenging um, than others. So um, not only this, but anytime I came home at the end of the day, I would walk through my door and kind of just have this instant panic, like all of this stuff and clutter in my home was just too much. And I remember one time pulling into my garage and sitting in my car And I was so excited, obviously, to see my kids at the end of my workday, but I didn't want to walk into my home and face all of the chores and crap in my home. And I was like, this is not okay. Like, I don't want to feel like this anymore. You know, I would walk in, 
say hi to my kids. And instead of connecting with them and playing with them and like nurturing our relationship, I would instantly get to chores and just felt like I was picking up after their childhood. And that really, really started to just like weigh on me. So this really led me to all of these things happening at the same time really led me to, I suppose, like my rock bottom. And I've always been into personal development. I've had mentors for, I mean, as long as I've been in business. And so I knew decluttering was something I needed to do. So obviously Marie Kondo came out, you know, four or five years ago, I picked that up and that like many for millions of other people in the world, it really inspired me to get started. But um, it really wasn't until 2017 that I really got into, I guess, more of a minimalist lifestyle and just went gung ho on my decluttering and um, changed it completely changed my life. How so? How did it change your life? Well, you know, so often, and I don't know if you've read stories like this, but decluttering my home was just a catalyst to making me pay much more attention to other areas in my life. I was in a business that I loved. My husband and I, you know, most people who get into the healthcare industry are wanting to help people, right? And um, we truly believe in the chiropractic principle and like screaming it from the rooftops because, um, you know, in our office, we help people heal without drugs and surgery. And, you know, we saw people completely radically change their life. And, you know, with the decluttering, it made me realize how I wasn't even taking care of my own health. Like I was helping other people in my clinic and I was so focused on them and my kids, but I wasn't taking care of myself. I wasn't taking care of my mental health, my emotional health, my physical health. And um, like so many of us women and business owners, we tend to get caught up in this rat race of like always staying busy all the time, living off of to-do lists and checklists and going from one thing to the next and being really rushed. And so once I decluttered my home, it really changed my perspective on like what, how I want to live my life. So I wanted to slow down, live with more intention, simplify, um, nurture the relationships I had um, much more than I ever had up until that point and really just start paying attention to that stuff that I really had taken for granted and not, not really invested in as well as I should have. And so you've, you've been following this path and and what has been some of the most radical changes for you in your personal life now that you've sort of decluttered and minimalized, what has, what have you found and what have you gained as a result of that? Oh my gosh, so much. So, um, you know, back to that anxiety I was suffering with for a couple of years and it was very bad. I used to get panic attacks. And I remember like, I think like a lot of Americans, like I would get home, you know, do like that three hour, like, okay, feed the kids or make dinner, feed the kids, get them in, uh, get them in the bath, get them in bed. And then like, okay, it's eight o'clock. Let's finish the dishes. And now I'm just going to sit and watch TV and just like decompress. Um, but I was just so tired of that. Um, and the anxiety I would, you know, watch TV to shut my brain off and, you know, kind of tune my brain out from the busyness of the day. And I would, I remember like sitting there watching TV, hoping to like shut all the negative thoughts out from how my day went and everything. And just like getting hit with an anxiety attack. And I couldn't, I couldn't 
say why. So the anxiety was just so bad. But after decluttering, um, like I said, it, it completely went away. And I never thought in a million years that just decluttering my home would be the answer for that. So it made a huge impact on my mental health, um, physical you know, health. Like I said, it really opened the doors and paved the way for me to live with more intention, slow down, and um, really work on my relationship with my kids instead of just, I don't know, floating by. Sometimes it just felt like I was living, like I just posted this on Instagram, I think yesterday, like I was living much more out of habit and routine and schedules than I was with intent. And that's something that really came to light after I decluttered my home as well. And not only that, but because I decluttered, I think organically, when you declutter your home and remove so much physical clutter, you really start to pay attention to what you bring into your home um, and question it more than I ever did before. And obviously, by doing that, we saved and continue to save lots of money. And so there's so many, uh, there are so many pros to just decluttering your home. And um, yeah, so now we're trying to, it's actually led us to thinking like, maybe we should just take a trip to Italy. So we're talking now we're throwing up in the air like maybe we'll just go travel to Italy for a while like we've saved money like all these things and before that Jocelyn I'm telling you that thought never would have crossed my mind I would have said that's never possible you know it can't happen and like it feels like all these doors open when you just do something simple like declutter Mm -hmm. your home Mm -hmm. it's it's called and I'm going to kind of take off the cuff here but it's called creating space in your life definitely absolutely And, and when you when you do that that's when opportunities start to show up because mm-hmm. now you're, when you talk about living with intent and living with intention in your life, and I love that, when you create that space, now you have that room to sort of breathe more deeply and discover what's what's possible because you're no longer in that sort of wheel of routine. And that's something that I work on a lot with, with my clients too, is, is sort of we're breaking old habits to create new ones that are serving us more intentionally and, and more fulfilling. And something I heard you say is that you're now building new relationships with your young children and gosh, and they're, they're young. So yes, kudos to you to recognize that now. Thank you. Yeah, I know. It's like I said, it was just the catalyst and it's not only changed my life, my children as well, obviously we are massively impacted by you know, how their mom and dad are feeling in the home they are supposed to thrive in. And so it's been, it's been great. My husband, it's funny. Cause when I first told him like, listen, I'm going to declutter. He was like, eh, okay. Just like, like, whatever, just don't touch my stuff. And he had no idea like how much it would radically change for him as well. Yeah. I, I went through a situation a couple of years ago when I divorced and um, my ex-husband had moved out of the house and at the, in the time of that, he took, you know, half, he removed half of the things from our home to, so that he could furnish his own space. And in truth, I will tell you my own feeling on that was I felt like a weight was physically lifted off of me. It wasn't just an emotional state. It was a physical state of like, oh, I am now released from the weight of having to take care of all of these additional things and finding space in my home. And I have a you know, nice size home, I have space and I like having less. It feels good. Absolutely. And yeah, that's not an uncommon thing to feel like physically lighter when we remove things from our house. And 
Um, I was just talking, I was doing another podcast the other day about, we were, we were talking about just creating more white space and, you know, that could be in your schedule. So like saying no to going to, you know, another event, you know, just like creating more white space so you can focus on, like, like you said earlier, allow other things to come in and other opportunities. And that could be white space, like on your walls, like take, like you have a hundred pictures on your walls, take 50 of them down, create more white space. You will instantly it's feel better. And it's like a house, a little facelift for your home. And you can do the same with your schedule and all other kinds of things in your, in your world. Yeah. So when you work with clients and you initial initiate this conversation, what are some of the responses that you receive and how do you work through some of those conversations about removing? Cause I think we, we create such attachment to things realizing that things don't actually fill us. So how, how do you sort of counsel through that? Well, that's a really good question. And that's, so in my course I'm working on right now, my online home decluttering course, that's exactly why I made the first module about mindset. Um, Because people know they need to declutter just like they know they need to eat well and they need to exercise and they need to sleep eight hours, but they don't, right? We always find excuses Um, not to, and I I wasn't any different. And so handling the mindset component is really big. And so when I first uh, meet with clients and in this module, one I talked about on my online course, I always talk about, and this is actually on my podcast that's coming out today, um, developing your big why. And I'm not, I'm sure this is something you're familiar with. A lot of, you know, coaches are into this and this is what we used to teach in our chiropractic clinic. So your big why is something Um, that will motivate you and be compelling enough to take action um, to do the necessary steps to reach your goal. And so um, it's basically a statement you make up. So we used to do this for our patients in our clinics and they'd come in, they'd have back pain and knee pain and all these health issues and they'd be on 20 medications and they'd be a mess. And they'd say, Katie and, you know, Dr. Walls, I just, I really want to be healthy again, or I really want to lose 50 pounds, or I really want to just get out of pain. And so we'd walk them through this one super simple exercise of creating their big why. And um, it really, really made a huge difference in so many of their success. Like any one of our patients who created a powerful big why that really like tugged on their heartstrings and it was so compelling to them they would almost always succeed in reaching whatever goal they had. And so I thought that was so interesting. And I applied that same concept. You can apply it towards anything, but I mm-hmm. also, I took it for decluttering. So when I wanted to declutter, I, I, my big why was I wanted to declutter my home so I can have more time for my faith, my family, and my children and walk into a home that brings me peace. That one statement was enough to motivate me every single day. And it's not like I was decluttering decluttering a little bit every day, but it just brought awareness to me to know that I needed to do anything I could to reach that goal. So I literally pasted it on my mirror and the fridge downstairs, my bathroom mirror and the fridge downstairs. Mm-hmm. And um, it made a really big difference. So I walked my, um, all my students through how to create their own big why, and that makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. I think that's fantastic. I think that's such a great, um, starting point, right? It is. It's, it's it's when you're married to the belief that you can, that's your motivating factor to get to that end goal. And I don't say it's a it's an end goal in a way of once you accomplish it, you're done. It's it's a constant state of learning and growing and expanding 
with a an idea of, with a really solid why. Because if your if your why is aligned with who you are, the pathway becomes clear. One hundred percent. I absolutely believe that. Yeah, and it's so incredible for you to have seen that in your space with the with the business with your chiropractic business and now with this and how clear that is um so going back to um some of the things with your kids how does that now affect your children in the way of you they're young and and we live in this society of heavy materialism how does that affect them with like with their toys and that the, they gather and attachments they're making? And, and how does that sort of play out in, in the role of your home? Yeah, so I think I'm lucky in a way that I discovered minimalism and decluttering early on. Like you said, they were, you know, a, a baby and a toddler when I first started getting into it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I noticed right away just the benefit of forget the rest of the house, but just minimizing their toys made a really big impact on the way they would play. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, they, their children are forced to get more creative and use their imaginations. And so, you know, if I got rid of the toys that, um, you know, like a fire truck that made like a fire truck noise, I gave them a truck that didn't make a, have a fire truck noise. So it was just soundless. And they'd, what would they do? They'd make the noise with their mouth, right? It forces them to get more creative and they did much better at what's called like independent play. So mm-hmm. when I was cooking lunch or making dinner, like they would play for an hour to two completely with each other on by themselves. And they had never really done that before. And keep in mind, they were, they were small and um, it's that alone is just mind blowing how kids really take to having less. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously had I waited longer, you know, if you're taking, you know, half of your five-year-old's toys away, that's going to might look a little different. Um, but I really think if your child is older, I think having an open, honest conversation, no matter what their age, whether they're three or four is a good age to have that conversation too, and mm-hmm. teaching them about charity and, you know, like we're going to pass this along to a, a child who maybe might not get Christmas toys or birthday toys, and, you know, telling them why you're pursuing less. And, um, you know, and that's the same with like, if you're talking to your husband or anyone else in your family about it as well. But that made a huge difference, just minimizing the toys. And um, once I was able to minimize a lot of my other possessions again, and I started to focus more on being intentional, um, you know, when I got home from work, I put my phone down and I really played with my kids, right? It's like, I wasn't, having, I wasn't like hanging out with my kids on the floor, like texting people or checking my Facebook feed and things like that. Um, and so kids pick up on all that stuff and Mm -hmm. whether they can verbalize it or whether they even realize it or not. And I didn't want to have my, you know, children grow up. And I read something so painful, like about a year ago that, you know, this eight-year-old told his teacher he hated his dad's iPhone because his dad was always on it. And it was just like, oh, it just made me so sad. And I was like, I hope my, my eight never, yeah, I hope my children never, that feeling never has to register with them because I want to be as present as possible. Yes, I'm a business owner. Things come up. I have to have my phone nearby. But at any time I can, I put that phone down and really, even if it's like for a short 15 minute period, I know like I'm really focused on River and Levi and it's made a big impact in our relationship. Being present is, is such a valuable lesson. Uh, and, and something to, to 
have an awareness around. And I, I'm practicing quite a bit of that as well, of putting my phone away when, when my child is here. More than, Even for myself, I, I'm going to say, regardless of, of whether my child is present or not, just literally like coming home and putting my phone upstairs, out of sight, because if it's out of sight, it's out of mind, right? Exactly. Yes, we know that life exists. And yes, we know that there are, sometimes there are emergencies, However, even almost, and I think, and I think the phone is a really great example because we've become so addicted and so attached to it that we always feel like we, we need to be somewhere else or we need to be doing something else. And, and the moment that we can sort of put that away and detach from that to be present in our space, how much more fulfilled and, and happy because we're lighter, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, so I'd like to ask for some final thoughts from you as, as a decluttered individual, mm-hmm. what is something, maybe two or three things that people can do to start to apply this to their own lifestyle? Yeah, definitely. So, so often when I meet with clients or talk to people in the online space about decluttering, the first thing they tell me is it's just too over, it's too overwhelming. There's too much stuff. I don't know where to start. So I always tell people to start, um, you know, with what I call like low hanging fruit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So start in a space that doesn't have anything sentimental, you know, like a bathroom vanity, um, you know, makeup, you know, beauty products, hygiene stuff. People usually don't keep sentimental stuff in their bathroom. (laughs) And if you do call me, you've got a problem. No, (laughs) (laughs) no sentimental items and just go after like the broken, the duplicates, the expired, just a really easy stuff, stuff where you can just know when you look at it, it takes you like a split second, like, yes, I can toss this stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's my first thing. And then, um, and then the other kind of objection or question I got is like, I don't have an entire weekend or you know, I don't have six hours a day to declutter. Um, obviously, if you did, that'd be nice. It certainly would probably get the job done sooner, but it's not realistic. And that's why I designed my course for busy women to take them through all the steps to, to declutter. So what I tell people to, to do is just look at their schedules, right? If Try and create as much white space as you can and um, work in five to 15 to 30 minute declutter sessions. So if you are, you know, unloading the dishwasher and you're opening your kitchen utensil drawer to put things away, do a quick sweep in there and go like, when's the last time I've used this spatula? This one's broken. There's like, you know, wood chips hanging off of it. This plastic one's half melted. You know, get rid of that stuff. So it can be, yeah. can incorporate decluttering into your daily routine. It doesn't have to be this whole huge, like, oh, I got to declutter, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's, that would be my second recommendation is just try and work it in your routine as you're doing like your normal chores. And then other than that, again, that 15, 20, 30 minute chunk, just do like one room or one drawer or one category at a time. Um, instead of looking at your entire garage, you know, and going, where do I start? Right. So those are really my top three recommendations. Awesome. Katie, I really want to thank you for being part of the show today. I appreciate you taking the time. And I think there's just such valuable lessons. So I'm going to end it with this. Um, For anyone out there listening, if this is something that's applicable to you, if you're finding that you're in a space that, oh my gosh, I'm in overwhelm, please reach out. Um, Katie is here from an organizational standpoint. If If it's just you're in overwhelm because you, you're looking to, looking to break up with bad habits or things that are no longer suiting you, please reach out to me. Um, we can be found, I, I can be found on facebook.com slash what's your leap 
or simply at Jocelyn Bellows. And Katie, where can they find information about you? So I am big on both Facebook and Instagram um, under Katie Wells. My name is K-A-T-Y and then W-E-L-L-S. And then I've also got a podcast called The Maximized Minimalist. Fantastic. Katie, thank you again and have a great day. Thank you, Jocelyn. Thanks for joining us for this edition of Lead. To learn more about Lead, the podcast and coaching services, please join us on our Leap Facebook page at facebook.com slash what's your leap.